What happens if Rodney Hudson comes back? What if he doesn't? What if Hollywood Brown blows up? What if he doesn't? We're going to play a whole big what-if game today on Locked on Cardinals. Here we go. You are Locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. I'm your host, Alex Clancy. Thanks for joining me. Live Thursday edition here, doing Wednesday, Thursday, Friday podcasts throughout the month of June. Then back at it five days a week after the 4th of July weekend. Uh, you can also check me out today with Tyler Rowland from Locked On Titans. We're doing a live Locked On NFL Thursday, talking about which is the next safety who is the next safety to get paid big, big money after Mega Fitzpatrick got paid yesterday? Um, I'm going to do kind of a different podcast today. Uh, there's a lot swirling around minicamp, um, storylines, things that you know we weren't necessarily expecting. It was more Kyler Murray heavy, we thought, that he was going to show up. And then Rodney Hudson out of the blue was not at minicamp and it was an unexcused absence. Um, there's a lot of what-ifs surrounding the Arizona Cardinals and when it comes to you know what this roster is going to look like and what the uh you know what who the who the center is going to be who uh wide receiver one's going to be when DeAndre Hopkins comes back there's just there's just a lot there's a lot of uncertainty and um I'm going to play a what if game today what if Hollywood Brown blows up what if he doesn't? What are they both going to look like? What if Rodney Hudson comes back? What if he doesn't? I'll talk about both of those options. And then finally, a storyline that's uh, we've been discussing in a certain tier or another since the 2020 NFL draft. What if Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins take that step forward? And what if they don't? Arizona Cardinals will look different. Um you know, with, with with the answers one way or the other for all three of those questions, I will discuss all the options on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. Today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked on Sports listeners gets 50 bucks off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code Locked on at checkout. So let's start with Rodney Hudson because it's the freshest news. What happens if Rodney Hudson comes back? And this is all speculative. You know, he's got he's dealing with some some family stuff. And what if this is much ado about nothing? He gets fined, he comes back, and everything's fine. The Cardinals are in a position to make a playoff run. And the Cardinals are in a position to have a top five center in the NFL, regardless of age, hiking the ball to Kyler Murray for another year. He's got two years left on his contract. They have control for two more years. If everything were to work swimmingly, there's some dummy years to ease up the cap uh, the cap tension over the next two seasons. If he comes back, this offensive line will at least be as good as it was last year. And you're hoping with the addition of, of, of Will Hernandez for depth, and you're hoping with another year of training camp and OTAs with Josh Jones, and maybe he can take a step forward, and you have the old faithful 
of uh, DJ Humphreys and Calvin Beecham as bookends with, with Rodney Hudson as the spine of the offensive line, everything is status quo. And that would be ideal. If Rodney Hudson chooses to retire, if Rodney Hudson chooses that he doesn't want to play for the Arizona Cardinals, that is a bigger issue. That is something where you look at this roster, you're like, who the hell is going to play center? Who's going to play center? And nobody expected um, this really to happen. At least we didn't hear anything of it until training, until until uh, minicamp started. But it's like a holy crap! What's going to happen if Rodney Hudson retires? What's going to happen? If he chooses, he doesn't want to play for the Cardinals. Again, this is all speculation. And on Twitter yesterday, I had conversations. Uh, I wasn't directly comparing the Malcolm Butler situation to the Rodney Hudson situation. I was not doing that. I was saying 100% speculatively, if Malcolm Butler said he wasn't ready for camp, but he really didn't want to play for the Cardinals, and it comes out later, and that's the case. And if Rodney Hudson retires and then goes and plays somewhere else next season, you know, after 2022, and it comes out that he didn't want to play for the Cardinals, that's an institutional thing. I was saying if, if, if. I wasn't saying it was true. I wasn't saying they were directly correlated. Now, I wasn't saying that Malcolm Butler lied about why he didn't want it, why he went on the reserve retired list before last season. I was saying if those things are true, then there's a bigger issue at hand. The big issue at hand right now is if Rodney Hudson retires, the Cardinals don't have a backup plan. And I'm not going to put all this on Steve Kime because it's not like they're all pro left guard retired or they're all pro left tackle retired, something like that. If Rodney Hudson retires, it's difficult, even if you have a deep bench, to replace somebody as rock solid as Rodney Hudson. That being the case, regardless of how the Cardinals got to where they are now, if Rodney Hudson does retire, that is a huge problem. That is a huge problem, not just because Rodney Hudson's absence, but also because the left guard and right guard positions have been the weak spot for this offensive line. Period? Since? Find the sense for me. It's been the weak spot compounding that with somebody that's been able to help a little bit. It's it's a problem. It's a problem. And I also tweeted out, if I'm Kyler Murray, I'm not sign I'm not playing one down without a contract, especially if Rodney Hudson doesn't come back. Because it's job security, it's injury security, it's everything. Rodney Hudson is the main cog in the middle of the offensive line. And if he's not there, this offensive line is going to be bad next year. Unless they can make, yeah, I know JC Treader's out there. I know there are a couple of veterans out there, but none of them are Rodney Hudson. If he comes back, status quo. If he doesn't, oh no. Alex Clancy locked on Cardinals. Marquise Brown under the spotlight next. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury had a couple positive things to say. Really happy with how Hollywood Brown has performed so far as an Arizona Cardinal. What if he blows up? What if he busts? I'll give both situations a look. Next, Locked on Cardinals, first built uh, Blue Nile. Um, at this point, if you've been listening to the podcast, thank you, first of all. Second of all, uh, you know about Blue Nile as well. 
tennis bracelets, engagement rings, everything in between. They are one of the pillars of jewelry on the planet right now. But I always lead the live read with the important stuff regarding people who don't know what they're looking for. They need help. They need help pricing. They need to find something in their budget. They've got at BlueNile.com a 24-7 chat and phone help line that allows you to get the help you need to find the right piece, whether you want to get your dad something blinged out for Father's Day on Sunday, or you want to get your your lucky lady something because it's a Wednesday. You know, I know it's Thursday today, but BlueNile.com has got you covered. Okay, 24-7 support. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Sports listeners get 50 bucks off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Super important. Use code Locked On. That's code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com. Right now. Just do it right now. I don't know what else you're doing. Why? I, I, don't, I don't know what else you're doing. Second segment, Locked on Cardinals, the What If podcast on this live Thursday edition. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Give a follow on Twitter, at Clancy's Corner, at Locked on AZ Cards. We do have uh, something important to ask you a favor. Uh, We put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners and what they like and what they don't like and make your favorite Locked on podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and what you don't like about Locked On Podcast, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long. And everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you. Much appreciated. Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown. One of the big surprises of the draft. The Arizona Cardinals acquire him and a third-round pick for their first-round pick. What if he blows up? What if he has a true full-season coming-out party? It wasn't his fault last year. Lamar Jackson gets hurt. Numbers kind of crater. Um, he was on pace for a big, big year last year. Had some issues with the drops. He's talked to Kevin Ostreicher a couple times from Lockdown Ravens about, you know, Marquise Brown is a person. Marquise Brown is a player. He had some dropsies, touchdown dropsies, in fact. And we know that he and Kyler Murray were on the same team in 2018, which is a while ago. Um, We also know that Kyler Murray loves throwing the deep ball. And we also know that Hollywood Brown can get behind the defense with pseudo-regularity. If Hollywood Brown blows up this offense – even with DeAndre Hopkins out the first six weeks, is a top seven offense in the league. You'd think, if not higher. But a lot of this is going to be predicated upon the production of Hollywood Brown during the first third of the NFL season. Because he's the de facto wide receiver one. Yes, you've got Zach Ertz, A.J. Green, Trey McBride. We'll see where he fits in the offense. Got a bevy of backs. But Hollywood Brown is the main cog of this offense as the wide receiver one de facto through the first six weeks. If he blows up, this Cardinals offense will be top seven at worst. And that's going to be fun because they're going to have to put up a lot of points. They have to put up a lot of points. What if he's not? 
what if he has, you know, a thousand yards receiving? A thousand yards receiving is just on the fringe because especially now, seventeen. What is that? Seventy nine four. That's less than that's like sixty yards a game. Two four. Yeah, it's just over sixty yards a game in a seventeen game season. That's not wide receiver one. If you want to get paid, that's not wide receiver one caliber to get paid as a wide receiver one. If he doesn't, if this is a bust, if Cliff Kingsbury doesn't utilize him correctly, if other guys get all the touches because he can't separate it, he doesn't know the offense or whatever, which I don't think is going to happen. But if he doesn't work out, The issue that it comes with is twofold. One, is it the offense? Is it Cliff Kingsbury? Or two, is he? does he not have the ceiling that everybody thinks he might or thought that he might before they traded a first-round pick for him? Now, like if you go in the annals of time and you're like, okay, would you have traded a first-round pick for, I don't know, some like Tyler Boyd? With with the, with the performance he's had, would you trade a first-round pick for him, knowing what his career was going to be? Because it's really about the floor of a first-round pick. Look at what happened with Denzel Mims, John Ross, et cetera. Their floor is below sea level. You know, th- their floor was – they don't have a floor. They didn't have a good career so far. Like, would you take Tyler Boyd as a first-round pick? Solid, multi-year, multi-touchdown. Like, would you take him? I think Hollywood Browns can be better than Tyler Boyd, but Tyler Boyd is a, a, an average to above average wide receiver. So you've got to look at the scale of how important is a first round pick who turns out to be an eight year pro. If we're talking like that, do I think Hollywood Browns can have an eight year, 10 year career? Yeah, of course. So because of that, him busting, we would have already seen it. I think it's going to be about fit. I think it's going to be like, that's great that he was wide receiver one for Kyle. That's awesome. And that was a long time ago in a, in a conference that doesn't play a whole lot of defense in the Big 12. And also, you're playing against guys who have third period French on Monday. This is not that. So we'll see. If he busts, I don't think it's going to be as big of a deal as if Rodney Hudson doesn't come back because they've got weapons on offense. Obviously, you know, the offensive line predicates a whole lot of Kyler Murray's time and letting letting the progressions go, letting plays develop. But if he doesn't pan out and they gave him a first-round pick for a two-year rental of a guy that's a, kind of a fringe pro bowler, but a guy that fits the system and they win games, like I can see them winning games if Hollywood Brown doesn't reach wide receiver one potential. That's my point. If he doesn't receive, if he doesn't reach wide receiver one potential, they can still win games with him as a wide receiver two. Would you trade a first round pick if you knew he was going to be a wide receiver two for a handful of years? Sure. Because how many true wide receiver ones are there in the NFL? 15, maybe. How many wide receiver twos are there? Probably double. You know, and I think you would trade a first-round pick for a wide receiver, too, at this point. 
especially with as much of a crapshoot as they're going to be. Now, the curve is going to change because there's a bunch of wide receivers that are coming in more ready to play. They're going to get paid a whole bunch more, so teams want to draft them earlier than normal so they can get those that rookie-scale contract for a guy that's probably going to be worth $25 million a year if he pans out. So the reason why, as before I get to the inside linebackers, the kids in the third round, or the third segment, is if Hollywood Brown does not become a wide receiver one, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world because they're not going to have to pay him $25 million a year to stay. Somebody else might, and that's where it comes into contact where it's like, oh, cool, you have control for a guy that you traded for a, a, traded a first-round pick for for like a year. And then if he does blow up this year, you've got first-world problems in that regard because you can say what you'd like. He's going to want to get paid after this season. That's so that's the trend. A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel's probably going to get paid. You know, that's that's the trend. Couple good years, pay me before my rookie scale contract is up. So you're going to have good problems and bad problems, but either way, you're going to have problems after this year with Hollywood Brown. I think that's something that people aren't really necessarily talking about. Like, again, a problem is maybe guys can say, hey, I want to get paid now. What do you do? You don't trade them. You just, you just traded for them. So what do you do? You have one guaranteed inexpensive contract year from Hollywood Brown. The rest, if you think anything else is guaranteed just because it's been in the history of time, please think differently. Or think a different way on top of how you think. See the other side. If Hollywood Brown has 1,500 yards receiving and 10 touchdowns this year, you can bet he ain't playing for whatever he's owed in 2023. He's going to want a lot more. Alex Lindsay, Locked On Cardinals. The what-if game here on the Thursday live edition of Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for chilling. Thanks for hanging. Coming up next, maybe the biggest impact, one way or the other, for the 2022 season. Will David Collins and Isaiah Simmons take that step forward necessary, or won't they? I'll talk about what will happen if either of those things happen next. Locked On Cardinals, first built bar, mud pie. Okay. Chocolate, whipped cream, wrapped in chocolate, topped with cookies and cream crumble. Not talking about a candy bar. I'm talking about built bar. 150 calories, 8 grams of sugar, 16 grams of protein. It's something, six bites. It's breakfast. It's like everything your parents wouldn't let you eat when you were younger. Tasting like that but also being good for you. Built Bar calls themselves the healthiest candy bar on the planet or the best tasting protein bar. You can take what you wish. But we've talked about this. We talk about Built Bar four times a week on this podcast. I believe and ingest what I read about, and it's all true. I don't like making a big breakfast. I'd rather have a coffee, take five bites of something, have the protein I need until lunch, and go on with my day. The fact that it tastes good, it doesn't taste like a bark or a side of a side of a wall or something, it's just a bonus. Go to built.com and use promo code locked15 for 15% off your order. Use promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, final segment. Locked on Cardinals. It's the what if. I've already covered what if Rodney Hudson comes back? What if he doesn't? Describe both scenarios. What if Hollywood Brown blows up? What if he doesn't? Describe both those scenarios. Now there's a lot of impact positions on a football team, obviously. But 
none with more polarization than two, the last two first round picks that were actually drafted by Steve Kime, Isaiah Simmons in 2020, Zayvon Collins in 2021. Lest we remember, or lest we forget, the heavy need at offensive line at eight overall that the Cardinals passed on. Tristan Wurst ended up being all pro. It was one of the, I think he was the highest rated offensive lineman in Super Bowl history or something like that. Could have drafted him, drafted an inside linebacker. Or drafted an athlete. If we're playing, you know, 2003 uh, NCAA football, when you do the recruiting, it's ATH, it's athlete, because he's kind of positionless. Then you moved him to inside linebacker, a position he never really played. Okay, 2020. 2021, cool. Other options, you know, there's Greg Newsome, there's Caleb Farley. I know he had his injury concerns. There's, you know, a, you draft an offensive lineman there. Nope, let's draft another inside linebacker. I think that's, I think that's the right choice. This guy's better in coverage. Isaiah Simmons is better at other things. They're going to be perfect together. We're going to put them next to each other in the middle of the field in a setup that's never been done in NFL history with the skill set and the length and the size of these two guys. Steve Kime, smartest person in the room. Let's do that. So that's where we are now. Okay. Isaiah Simmons was not ready to play his rookie year inside linebacker. Zayvon Collins couldn't see the field last year. Injuries and otherwise couldn't see the field. Some say it's Vance Joseph not playing rookies. I say it's guys not ready to play in the NFL yet, especially the position they were drafted to play because they didn't really play that position in their life up until that point. So now there's no, like for everybody that's saying, oh, that you got to play them. You just got to play them. Okay. You're going to get your wish. And this could be either an embarrassment or an incredible transformation of young talent into being the heartbeat of the defense for the next decade. And I don't think it's going to be anywhere in the middle. I think we're going to know one way or the other what the linebacking core is going to look like for the future. Because there's no safety net with Jordan Hicks anymore. Lest we forget one more time. Steve Kime said that Jordan Hicks, that Zayvon Collins is going to be the starter week one in like May of last year because he has to be the smartest person in the room and double down on every move that he makes. That's just true. That's not an opinion. That's just true. Take it or leave it. And then obviously he wasn't ready because he's never played that position before that much. So Jordan Hicks said, that's where we are. So now no safety net, high wire act, two extremely talented, extremely smart young players who could flip the script on this defense. They could be the future of this defense. And we're going to find out. So if they take that step forward, both of them, they both got different skill sets. They're both very smart, very young, ready to roll. If they take that step forward, the sky's the limit for this defense. It's one of the most athletic defenses in the NFL. You know, I mean, every NFL player is athletic. But look at the playmakers on this defense. Young, ready to roll. Even the two third-round picks that they drafted. Like, athletic is not an issue. It's can they put it together? Like, if you told me that Byron Murphy takes that next step, because he's got a payday coming up soon, whether it be with the Cardinals or otherwise, he's kind of had a Christian Kirky career with the Cardinals, where it's like you've seen flashes, but not enough potency to warrant a second contract with the Cardinals, especially the amount of money that Jacksonville gave Christian Kirk. Excuse me. See, Marco Wilson, who showed flashes last year, probably shouldn't have been thrust into starting as much as he did before he got hurt, but... Malcolm Butler retired. Steve Kime didn't address the cornerback room like he should have. 
that's where they live. And then you have Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson over the top, maybe the best safety duo in the NFL. Okay. And then you have the kids. Then you have Zayvon. I mean, they're adults, they're men, but they, they're kids for the NFL age-wise. You've got these two extremely talented, extremely smart guys in the middle of the defense. And if they take a step forward, the sky's the limit. This could be a top five defense, top seven defense. Opportunistic. Like, this defense could be sexy as hell. If they don't, and if the Cardinals need to bring in a veteran midway through the season and trade another pick to bring in a veteran to band-aid what the draft was unable to do, it's going to be a very long year for the defense. Van Joseph will get fired most likely because I still think he's lined up to be the scapegoat. If something goes wrong, the only thing they didn't do this offseason was improve the defense. So he will be looked at as a scapegoat. Can't be Cliff, can't be Steve Kime because they've already got contract extensions. It's going to be Van Joseph. It's going to be unfair. If this happens where they can't, where Van Joseph doesn't do a well enough job or these guys just aren't, Inside linebacker, like if, if if they're not NFL quality guys playing sixty downs a sixty snaps a, a game, this is the most polarizing. Sure, you could say Rodney Hudson, absolutely. You could say Rodney Hudson of these three that I mentioned this podcast. Rodney Hudson could be the most polarizing, where great, bad, and the gap is Grand Canyon, you know, wide. If he comes back or if he doesn't, there's so much uncertainty around that that that's kind of like put on the back burner right now because it's all speculation. Hollywood Brown, if he's a wide receiver one, if he blows up, and if he doesn't, but he's still a wide receiver two, it's still kind of the same. The Cardinals can still win games if he's not a 1,500-yard, you know, 80-catch, 1,500-yard, 10-touchdown guy. They could still win because they've got a lot of offensive pieces. But Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons, if they take a step forward, Top 10 defense. If they don't, bottom third, easy. Because Steve Kime has not done anything to improve this defense in a really meaningful and impactful fashion. And that this last one with David Collins Isaiah Simmons scares the hell out of me more than the other two, even though they're all just really interesting topics. All of them. And obviously, throughout the summer, we're going to be talking about Impact makers on defense are going to have to do other people's jobs a little bit to kind of cover up the the, the deficiencies. I there are so many question marks on the defensive side of the ball. This this the ceiling is very high for potential, talent wise, but putting it all together and becoming a defense that's feared without Chandler Jones, without Jordan Hicks. We'll see. And obviously there's still free agency left, the kind of time, all that BS, whatever you want to, whatever you want to buy into that you can find a difference maker now. Like if they bring in a Jason Pierre Paul, great. If they bring in a Justin Houston, great. They still got some money. They still got some cheese to spend. Uh, we'll see. The question marks are abound on defense and the saturation of offensive players that have been added and kind of neglected the defense this offseason. Should be talked about a little bit more. Alex Lindsay, Locked on Cardinals. Follow me on Twitter, Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked on AZ Cards. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. I'll be doing it live again tomorrow. Um, yeah, tell your friends. It's going to be fun. Uh, thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen 
each and every day, free and available on all platforms. The first picks of the Ultimate NBA Mock Draft have been made. Search now for Ultimate NBA Mock Draft and get over 50 insiders, the Odyssey sports experts, the draft experts of Lockdown NBA's big board. Just that's that's 50 insiders, man. The five-episode Ultimate NBA Mock Draft is underway. Make Ultimate NBA Mock Draft your second listen today. I'll send you Lockdown Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.